What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Summer Chafin. Mine's Veronica Turner. And we're so excited to be back for episode two of the podcast. Last time we talked about doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're going to talk about today is we had the amazing, amazing opportunity to go to Passion Conference. And so if you don't know what Passion Conference is, it is essentially a huge gathering of college-age students, 18 to 25, where it's just basically a huge gathering of, of students who love the Lord and and want to make the Lord the center of their life. And so what we got to do was spend three days with a group of our friends just praising the Lord, uh, singing some amazing songs, listening to some incredible speakers. And so today we're just kind of going to recap. Yeah. What I mean, there was a lot of convictions and then there's also something so powerful of like knowing that everyone in that room is a part of the same generation Mm -hmm. so everything the speakers are saying is to that generation everything everyone's taking away in the interaction it's all very generational which is cool to see but so yeah last week we talked about doubt and i just wanted to hit a point before we like really got started because this was more of a personal thought while uh ben stewart was speaking but basically we talked about doubt last week covered all that and i Kind of just came up with this, I think. You'll have to tell me if he actually said it or something. But if you're going to doubt, doubt what lies ahead of you against God more than you doubt God himself. And it just like really resonated with me because I was like, the creator of everything is, you know, more powerful than whatever it is that I am worried about. So instead of doubting God, doubt that against him. And that was um, very powerful for me to think about. Yeah. So like, like Veronica just said, Ben Stewart was the first speaker and so had you ever had you ever heard of Ben Stewart before yes we're actually in our one of our bible studies uh with Matt and Leslie they were going over uh rest and war by Ben Stewart okay cool so we were all excited going into the conference because he was a speaker so it was really fun to like be oh this is who's writing this yeah he he told some of the same stories too with like Uh different uh lessons behind them so it was kind of cool to put two and two together yeah this is what I'm reading this is who's writing it (laughs) right yeah stuff like that is always super cool yeah, so Ben Stewart was our first speaker, and he kind of talked through a pretty big portion of scripture. It was Mark four thirty-five through five forty-three, a pretty hefty section. So, give us a little bit of a rundown of some of the main points of hmm. what he talked about. I mean, I, the main part that I took away, just because I've been having some convictions with you know, kind of stepping back from social media a little bit, but that was one of the main points he hit was that our generation struggles with a lot of anxiety and depression and he pulled up a bunch of different charts and they all matched up, you know, feeling like worthlessness and just all these big scary emotions that our generation feels and all these charts over the years of them. And then you could see that the spike kind of started in 2012. And that was the same year that I believe Facebook bought Instagram and it kind of got popular. So, I mean, coincidence, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that was my main takeaway was just like social media can be a very good thing, but ultimately like it has pulled a lot of these bad things to the surface. Um, I know he went over a couple more things than that, though. Yeah, so one of the things that he talked about at the very, very beginning was just how phones and notifications on our phones cause constant interruption. And so one of the things that he said that I hit so hard was don't allow yourself to dwell in shallow places. Mm-hmm. Because he was saying that, that, that all of all of these interruptions and seeing things on social media really cause people to not truly understand each other on a deep level. It's very, mm-hmm. very shallow 
the level that people understand one another. It's kind of like one of those things where it's a mile wide, inch deep, as opposed to an inch wide, mile deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carol Talley, um, she's the wife of John Talley, who... Um, <laughs> An icon. <laughs> <laughs> and John is kind of the one that's in charge of Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Oklahoma State. And she, I will always remember something that she said, is much rather deep and simple than shallow and complex. Because yeah. you'd much rather have a deep relationship with someone mm-hmm. that that is not necessarily the most complex thing in the world than mm-hmm. something that's very, very shallow but comes with a lot of complexity and you don't really know how to navigate it. And so in that moment when he said that, it was kind of like two worlds colliding. I was like, yeah. what? Because <laughs> it's so true. Like, I don't, I don't know if you feel this way, but so much of the relationships that I still have from high school, I feel like I still know them, but I definitely don't because it's so shallow because the only way that I do know them is through social media as opposed mm-hmm. to actually reaching out to them. Because it's a very small number of people that I'm still like, oh, like, hey, let's go get coffee. Let's catch up. Let's continue to get to know each other on a deep level as opposed to, you know, just this shallow small talk of, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm yeah. doing really good. How are you? Like, Yeah, our, I think good. social media and our generation just make it really easy to have small talk, even though we all hate small yes. talk. Um, and I feel like that's probably why we kind of hate it, just because it's everywhere around us um but no I took that same no I actually a little worded a little bit differently but I have a bullet that says get out of the safety of your shallow places oh so oh that is that good. was that was a good one of like you do better yeah <laughs> do something bigger like it doesn't have to be as shallow as it is like you can deepen those relationships and build them so that was a big deal yeah as well one of my third bullets we were talking about that awe I did you bring up awe No, but we can go there. Okay, because that was like his follow-up point. Yeah. um, Was that like our generation doesn't have the awe feeling. Like we can just look up a beautiful place on our phones. We don't actually have to go and see it. And it kind of takes away that element of like, wow, like this is in front of me. This is really cool to look Mm -hmm. at. So I literally, yeah. Like instead of going to the country and seeing it, I'm just going to, oh, like whatever. Settle for a picture on my phone. Like I can look at Rome. No. yeah on my phone no big deal but i literally when he was talking about that i like pictured like a doctor's note that was like go see something <laughs> oh, like yeah. go outside right so that was really funny to me but I, it's true mm-hmm. like i because i went on that month-long road trip this summer right and i was thinking yeah. about that which like ended up not being as like cool as i like really thought it would be um that's probably partially my own fault but we were hiking i was hiking zion mm-hmm. with a friend of mine um we were hiking zion and like a couple weeks before i had been watching justin gabriel on youtube Mm -hmm. and he had written like a children's book or something and they showed either the cover or like one of the pages and it had like a picture of god's hand like shaping the mountains Mm -hmm. so every time i would like look up while i was hiking the narrows i just kept being like god did this like this is so cool and i like it just reminded me of that to be like seek that more like look for god in those places yep so that was fun instead of you know seeking images on your phone yeah (laughs) and that's like that's another thing that i think of is we just settle for so little and and one of the things that he was kind of saying was you need to be in awe to become what you're meant to be and that because so much of my relationship with the Lord sometimes is is losing that awe. And mm-hmm. so sometimes my prayers honestly just look like, Lord, may I never lose the wonder. 
mm-hmm. of of your majesty. And there's there's actually a song written by my church, Bentry, that says, may I never lose the wonder that you call us sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what it's saying is like, hey, Lord, I recognize how big you are, how beautiful you are, and I want to stay in that moment. I don't ever want to lose that. So help help keep me there. Because yeah. when we truly see the Lord for how good he is, we can't stop. We can't help but stop. And like one of the other speakers was saying, we can't help but stop and circle the throne saying, holy, holy, holy is the mm-hmm. Lord God Almighty, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, that kind of gives me a question. So obviously prayer is like one of the best ways just like help me in that. But what is something you do to kind of like get that awe feeling? To Ooh. like bring you back to it. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard, but like it is because sometimes you're in just like a, such a <clears throat> deep rut that mm-hmm. it, that it's very very hard to get out of. Um, but one thing that I would say is walking outside, mm-hmm. like anything in nature, mm-hmm. and just truly breathing in the breath of life. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because there's, I mean look around like even like these trees oh yeah you know and then sometimes and this is like the total nerd in me coming out but like (laughs) thinking about how complex down to the cellular level Mm -hmm. of so much that's around us like the trees there's so much going on inside the cells of those trees to make them stand to make them blow in the wind the way they do to make them not break and fall down and not just be completely dead there's so much in the science behind like how we're literally sitting here breathing and talking and how our brains work and how our eyes see and how it all works together and like if one thing were to go wrong we could just fall over and die so i think that kind of thinking about those things and Mm -hmm. being like literally one thing in my body could go wrong and i could be dead like that yeah but the fact that i'm sitting here living and breathing and experiencing these things is a testament to the fact that the lord is good yeah I think another one is just listening to worship music because mm-hmm. there are some songs that just hit every I was, time. I was listening to Gratitude yes, by Brandon Lake. And we had I was whole, literally about to say yeah. Gratitude is my song we that I literally whole, always go to. Is that to. by Brandon Lake or is that just like a cover? No clue. His Either is way, the, the one that, that he I was singing. To. Yeah. Um, no, I was listening listening to that in the car when I pulled up to your house and uh-huh. I didn't text you that I was here until it was over because I was like, I, I, I just, just got to finish listening yeah. to this. Yeah, that's really funny. And we actually have an experience with that. Or at least Jordan did one of our friends with Gratitude attitude mm-hmm. at, at passion because he was uh brandon lake was there and he sang it but it was that like your complete answer i don't want to interrupt you yeah that was my answer okay. what, what's yours um definitely like getting outside and like mm-hmm. nature and hiking especially hiking yeah and, like because i'm from utah so there's some very pretty views yeah. in utah where it's just like you can't help but be like in in awe of the fact right. that god created that two of the things you said that kind of led me to things one one of my favorite questions to ask is what makes you most like one are you most aware mm-hmm. that god or the holy spirit dwells in you yeah um, that's kind of similar to one of my favorite questions to ask people which is like what stirs your heart for the lord yeah yeah so i had asked our friends this and i don't remember if you remember uh, kyle's answer yeah but it was that it's when he's like walking outside and walking to mm-hmm. class because there's a song that talks about god being closer than the air we breathe and he Ooh, thinks about how closer. breathing Love that song. yeah <laughs> which i listen to that on the way here too that's also one of my songs <laughs> so good ah, yeah it's so good anyway um and he was talking about how like as he breathes outside like it's he's just so aware of the fact that like God is closer than that. Yeah. Um, so there was that, and then oh, there was another point. You were talking about science. 
Oh, and yes. I, I could completely butcher this because it was one of our other, it was Carter. Yeah. Um, he brought it up at a Bible study, like at the beginning of the year. It was either like the first or second co-ed Bible study that we went to. And he was talking about how the Lord is the shepherd. Shep- is it sheep the that Lord I'm is thinking our shepherd, of? we shall not want. We are the sheep. He is yes, the thank you. Yeah, we're yeah. sheep. And one of the, I think it's called like laminin or something. It's like a cell in our skin. Um, and it basically looks like a cross. And Ooh. apparently one of the, it's either like the only other animal or like mammal that has it or one of them. I don't really know the entire story. I'm totally butchering it. But is sheep. Like they're the only one, oh, other wow, ones who yeah. have it. Us and sheep have this like common. I love sheep. Cross-shaped like yeah. <laughs> molecule or whatever. Um, so I think that was really cool. That is super cool. Especially that it I comes love up sheep. Now. I could talk about sheep. how we're the sheep. <laughs> the sheep. Because sheep are so dumb. And we're like, we're so dumb compared to the Lord. It's, yeah, because we really it's are. It's truly laughable. I could, <laughs> there was one time my senior year of high school that I was in a Bible study and I like Goodness. literally started crying high thinking school. about how we are the sheep. And it was, it was great. <laughs> well, even when I like write blog posts, I just feel so silly sometimes while I write it. Cause I'm like, it's so obvious now that I'm looking at it. But mm-hmm. like in that moment that you're dealing with something and you're just like, oh, God, like what is going on? Yeah. Stupid. Yep. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things that really, really stood out to me about what Ben was talking about. And this was like at the very tail end, he was, he was talking about a story of how there was a him his wife and and another one of their friends that went on a trip to italy was it italy it was yeah i think it was italy okay and they were they were hiking and they had been walking all day long and they couldn't find a place to stay uh and one of the the friend had this medical condition with her where it hurt to walk but she was doing a great job she had kind of sucked it up all day and so finally they found somewhere to stay and it was at the top of a hill and she just completely broke down crying and was like, I can't, I can't do it. And so Ben was like, all right, like, I'll, I'll carry you up. I'll carry you up there. And so the whole time, like, she was kind of shifting around on his back, making it really hard for him. And so finally he stops and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm, I'm just trying to help you. And he's like, stop trying to help me. Let, let me just carry you. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to help me carry you and let me just carry you. Yeah. And so... The question that came from that was, what are you trying to help God carry right now that you need to be still and let him carry? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had so many different convictions from passion and they all came like right at the beginning and then the rest of the conference, it was just like, yep, yep, this is what we're doing. Just like really hammering it in. I, for some reason, because like I have money in stocks, I have money in a Roth IRA, like we're good to go there. The money that's in my like actual checking account stresses me out so much (laughs) and I just like would not give it to God so finally kind of got past that but going into it it was like money and relationships were like the two things that I was just like these are mine you can have the rest of everything yeah but I'm gonna keep these yeah and then it has not worked for me I can tell you that so (laughs) it's a work in progress but you know but yeah what what would you say oh that's (laughs) there's so many things because I know I don't know if we talked about this last time, but to trust God means to trust him completely Mm -hmm. and not trust a little bit in him and a little bit in yourself. Because to trust a little bit in him and a little bit in yourself is to not trust God at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a lot of places in my life where I trust God a little bit and I trust myself a little bit. I think that 
obviously relationships for a long time and mm-hmm. still like now even that I'm in one <laughs> there are so many times where I'm trusting in God but I'm also trusting in myself to make it happen mm-hmm. that's like a whole soccer oh my goodness the amount of times that I have trusted in myself yeah. for soccer is laughable and kind of embarrassing yeah. and so I think that that is probably one of the biggest ones in my life just because that's where I spend so much of my time and where I have spent so much of my time in the last 18, 19 years almost Mm -hmm. of of playing, which is insane. God, there's so many school. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, grades. I get so stressed out. All of my friends make fun of me because I get so stressed out when it comes to school and making sure that I'm getting everything done. And just, I, I will honestly be sitting at the table doing my homework sobbing because I'm so stressed out over it but at the same time like there's no need to do that because the Lord has it in his hands yeah and this is completely down a rabbit trail but and we could probably do another podcast on you know stress and anxiety and all that stuff but one of the things that somebody I don't remember who it was but somebody was talking to me before and they're like okay well why like why are you stressed about school I'm like okay it's because I want good grades why do you want good grades because I want to have a perfect GPA okay why do you want to have a perfect GPA because I'm need to be perfect okay why do you need to be perfect because otherwise I don't feel good enough why Mm -hmm. do you feel why do you feel like you need to be good enough yeah and so just continuing to ask questions of okay why but why leads you not to the shallow answer of what you're stressed about, it kind of gets deeper into what you're actually stressed about. So mm-hmm. when I'm stressing about school, it's not that I'm stressing about school, it's stressing that I think that I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day is good, me Summer. not trusting That's in good. the identity that the Lord has mm-hmm. and that my identity is secure in him. So I think that that's one of the things that I need to just be still and let him carry because yeah. at the end of the day, like I can't carry myself no mm. matter how hard I try to. There was something that he that Ben said, he said, he's stronger than what's stronger than you. Mm -hmm. And so no matter how much I feel like I can carry and how strong I feel with those things and then with the things that are completely beating me down, the Lord is stronger than me and he's stronger than those things that are stronger than me. And so it's just kind of that endless process of like, the Lord is bigger (laughs) and better than anything that's going to come my way. I mean, there's a verse in in Romans 8 that says we are more than conquerors Mm -hmm. if God is for us who can be against us and so that kind of was like a oh yeah well it it can be really hard to remember that especially because we don't get that awe feeling right his whole speech just tied together so well like Ben Stewart he's a great speaker I don't know if I expected him to be his book is great yeah but for some reason like when he started talking I was just like zoned in Um, yeah which is hard to do for me my brain's pretty all (laughs) over the place you should know this but um you did talk a little bit about trusting God. I don't know if you have this same issue, but I tend to take things with me to God, but not take them to God. Yes. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm going to bring it with me. I got my backpack on to go to go visit Jesus. Yep. But eh, you don't get the backpack. So like, yeah. I kind of, that's where my main struggle is at. Subtle plug. Veronica has a, uh, a blog <laughs> and she actually just posted a blog kind of recapping a little bit of passion and what we talked about a piece of it yeah and and one of the things that she talked about was that right there so highly encourage you guys to go check out her blog it's called smiling trying and thriving yeah dot com dot com and she's got some she's got some really (laughs) great stuff on there she's a very gifted writer thank you see the thing is though is like 
my like those are my thoughts so like anything I write there I'm you're gonna get more of a story behind it than I'm like talking about because I'm not as good at at talking right so like I'm gonna say a lot of the same things but you know if you want a little more detail you'll you'll probably find it in my (laughs) yeah so go on you were saying you tend to give him yeah come to him with the backpack but don't give him the backpack (laughs) but not hand it off so that's something that I've really been trying to work on. But you were talking about trust, and then it reminded me of a question that we asked. And I think that this was probably one of the reasons that our friend group was so impacted by passion. And it's because every time there was a session, we would go somewhere after and we would talk about it. We would ask questions. While we were sitting in line, we were talking about things and asking questions. You know, when are you most aware that the spirit dwells in you and da-da-da. Um, so one of our questions was... What's the difference between faith and trust? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first I want to know, I have a note here that I is kind of stopping me in my tracks right now, so I'm not talking to the mic. No, but you're good. Um, it says Jesus would stop the world for your faith. Ooh, that's and good. And like realizing that he has the power to do that. Yeah. Like he can. And then they told the story. I don't know what part of the Bible this is, but I do know that it's the girl who touched the hem. Mm-hmm. You know, she was bleeding. She touches the hem of Jesus's. Mark close relation in the catholic church her they call her saint veronica um and she's come up a couple times in my faith but at this end of this whole interaction jesus says your faith has healed you Mm -hmm. and ben talked about how the focus of that sentence was not you're healed it's that your faith healed you. um so just understanding that like your faith in god like god cares so much about your faith that like it triumphs triumph is that the word I'm looking for? Triumphs? Everything. Trumps. Yeah, thank you. Trumps everything. <laughs> like, that's not right. Yeah. Um, but I have a quote. Okay. I, I have a note that pertains to what you said. But it was I wrote it as a reminder my, to myself. But be still, let the Lord carry you. He is strong enough and he wants to. Oh. So that was... Ooh. I just remember you talking about that just a second ago. So. Yeah, that's there good. Go. <laughs> All right, so that was day one. And yeah, that's like, that was the first session. That was literally the first session, which is so crazy mm-hmm. because I think that walking in, a lot of us were like, oh yeah, day one. <laughs> but like, yeah. we were, a lot of us were completely floored. Yeah. The first day. I think in a way it was very humbling just to like For sure. walk into that room as excited as we were. And we still were very excited. It didn't like take any of that away, but to walk in and just be like floored was like, <gasps> like it almost knocked the wind out of you yeah. to walk out again. For sure. Um, in a good way. Yeah. But. So then walking into day two, a little bit of the structure of day two was, so there was one set, one session on day one, mm-hmm. four sessions on day two, and one session on day three. Was it four or five? Anywho, so there were four sessions on day two. And so we started off with Don Sheree Wil- Wilkerson mm-hmm. and then Earl McClellan. So Don Sheree kind of talked about being bound to be broken. And so I found what she had to talk about very interesting. It was it was a little bit confusing to me at first, uh, and it didn't mm-hmm. quite make sense until the very end of what mm-hmm. she was saying. And so kind of the way that I was thinking about it at first was you're bound to be broken, like you're going to be broken. So bound in the sense and meaning of, oh, I'm bound for Oklahoma. I'm mm-hmm. Oklahoma bound, you know, yeah. as opposed to you're bound, like you're like in tied. chains, tied yeah. down, you're tied to something. And so kind of what, what were your takeaways well, from, from that? I think it's really interesting that you had, we are bound to be broken written. Cause I have, we are bound to be blessed written. Well, she talked about, yeah, yeah like bound so to like, be broken, bound to be blessed. And I think that kind of goes with like, 
I didn't, I don't think I wrote much about being broken, but maybe that's just cause like my background, I kind of see that brokenness as blessing. Like the stuff she was saying, I kind of already had uh, like written on my heart. Yeah. True. Um, so that, I guess that was just a good thing. I mean, my biggest like takeaway was that I am such a goer. Like I want to go and I want to do things and I want to see the world. Like I go on this month long road trip during the summer and I wanted to go to Hawaii and I still do, but like, yeah. There's just all these things that I want to do and I want to go see. And I thought about going to a different country to like serve next summer. And just there was something about it that I was like, I just, it doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know what the issue is because like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Right. And then she said, I don't know if this, this probably isn't an exact quote. I kind of think in bullets and not like Mm -hmm. actually what they're saying. But what if the things that are holding you back are holding you together? Yep. And I kind of realized like, this is my last summer to be in Stillwater. So like right now my plan is just to stay in Stillwater. And in my head, like it was holding me back. Like the fact that I wanted to stay in Stillwater and it felt right to stay in Stillwater and just serve and figure out what to do um, all later, just like didn't, it didn't make sense in my head. Because I was like, I should be going and getting an internship or seeing the world. Like, this is my time. Yeah. Um, but in all reality, Stillwater is my place. Like, that's where my people are. I have one year left to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not holding me back. That's yeah. just where God has called me to be right now. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So that was an awakening. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Because there's, there's a lot that she was talking about. Because what she was saying in this... It made, it made a lot more sense to me looking back at it than it did in the moment mm-hmm. was, um, well, there were a couple things that she says, there is no blessing without binding. Mm-hmm. What is binding your brokenness? And there's a difference between tying and being tangled. And so kind of what put those things together for me in that we say a lot, but it's just saying the same thing in a different way is God is making your mess your message. Mm-hmm. And so... Once I kind of thought about it through that perspective, it all clicked for me what she was saying because a book has binding. Mm-hmm. And without that binding, you're not going to have a book. Yeah. And so we're all going to be bound to something. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, we are bound to the fact that we're broken because that is who we are as human beings. Like yeah. we are utterly broken. But one of the beautiful things about being in Christ is the fact that he makes our mess our message. The fact that he mm-hmm. makes our brokenness a blessing yeah. to other people. Because one of one of the biggest ways that I see this in my life or have seen this in my life has been when you sit down and you're completely overcome by shame and, and guilt, mm-hmm. but then you share that with somebody else and they say, hey... I've been there. Yeah. That you've been continuously telling yourself, oh, I'm alone in this. I'm alone in this. Nobody knows how I feel. Mm-hmm. But then the second that you share that with somebody, they can come back and say, hey, you're not alone in that because I've been there. Or, hey, you're not alone because I am there. Yeah. Or I know somebody that's been there. And so that's one of the biggest lies that Satan tells us all the time is, hey, you're alone in that. Nobody else knows how you feel. Mm-hmm. But that's just not true. Yeah. Because one of the things that, and this, you know, I'll, I'll go into this a little bit later, but there was a portion of passion where I was just like, absolutely did not know how I felt. I was very numb mm-hmm. to everything that was happening. And so I was telling, was telling Parker that. And one of the things that he said to me was, Summer, by not telling me that, 
you were hindering the way that the Lord could have used me to work through mm-hmm. that. And that kind of hit me because when we're not sharing what we're going through with other people, we're limiting the way that the Lord could be working through that other person in our life. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where truly your brokenness and sharing your brokenness with other people mm-hmm. is a huge way that the Lord can work in your life and in their life. Yeah. And so that's kind of the biggest thing that I ended up getting out of that. But that was very much after the fact and not necessarily in the moment. Oh, it yeah. kind of took a couple days in a couple hours for me to just kind of sit in it mm-hmm. for it to click and make sense and be like what yeah whoa well and that's why i wanted to wait a couple days before we did try to record a podcast because like you could tell at the conference that you were not like entirely there yeah like things weren't processing yet yeah. and i was like well, let's do this thing <laughs> but like let's do it later yeah um so i think that's a, a good thing but also it i mean life is left Life is best lived with the lights on. Yeah. Ooh, like living in the good. dark is not that's the way good. to do it. Um, yeah. So there's one more point from, from Don Cherie's talk that this was so good. Cause I think that this is a huge thing that our generation struggles with is there's a difference between letting others identify with your pain and letting your pain identify you. Mm-hmm. And so I think so often people will look at each other and they'll be like, oh, and you could say, for example, that people could look at you and be like, oh, that's the girl with the dead dad. Yeah. Or, which which that, in a sense, would be letting people identify you by your pain, whereas letting people identify with your pain and using that to be like, hey, yeah, my dad, my dad died. Mm -hmm. And so then because of that, you can walk through life with other people who have been in that situation and so instead of letting people say hey your dad's dead now you get to turn around and say hey i get to identify with an entire different group of people and walk through that pain with them rather than letting that pain identify you well and it's funny that you say that because i actually was like you know when you got into this point it made me think about it because like that that tie like being bound to that in high school before I knew Jesus yeah was really difficult for me and it was like no I don't want to be known as the girl with a dead dad like I was open about it and I would talk to people about it but it I almost kind of tried to avoid it like it was just right. like whatever um but that definitely I was gonna say this before you even brought it up so I think it's funny that you brought yeah. it up that's something that I was freed of when I was saved and like got baptized and everything. Like I literally imagined all of those things being washed away when they pulled me out of the water. Yeah. So there you go. Funny enough that you said that. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, okay, guess we're not talking about it. And then the second session of the day was Earl McClellan, who actually pretty recently spoke at Life Church. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he walked up on the stage, I was like, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy from? And then I looked back at some of my notes. I was like, wait, he spoke at Life Church just a couple not even like two months ago yeah it was very recent yeah it was pretty recent but that was kind of cool so kind of what what did what did he talk about well you talked about our mess becoming our message and like a version of that i have heard a lot is your test will become your testimony Mm -hmm. um and then i also have it right here that uh don cherie said you will never outgrow your testimony oh so all of that kind of goes very well hand in hand so i just wanted to say that but wait now that you bring that up that's something that is always been very hard for me and there have been so many points in my life where I'm like how could somebody 
how could the Lord use my story because I mm-hmm. haven't been through anything that the world would deem as super hard. Yeah. But not only is that a blessing, but the Lord can still work through my story, even though I yeah. haven't been addicted to something, even though I haven't been, you know, in a ton of different insanely hard circumstances that I can't even imagine. But the Mm -hmm. Lord still uses my story and I've been blessed through that. And so there was actually one time over the summer that I was asked to give my testimony at 1015, which is a soccer ministry that I work pretty closely with. And when my mentor Casey, mentor and and very close friend Casey asked me to share my testimony, part of me was, was very scared because I'm one of like three girls that are a part of the ministry that that are there very frequently and all of the rest are men Mm -hmm. and not only that but i am a white girl that went to a private school and most of the people there are are black men that there's a very big group of them that are refugees and so one of the things that was so troubling for me was how is anybody going to relate to my story Mm-hmm. How How is my story as a 20-something white girl from suburban Dallas going to relate with these men that I seemingly have nothing in common with mm-hmm. other than the fact that I love the game of soccer? And so one of the – it was so crazy because I walked into it thinking, how is anybody going to relate to my story? And then sharing my story and having people come up to me and be like, hey, that part that you mentioned about identity, that really stuck out to me. And so at the very end, it was kind of the Lord telling me like, hey, your story has a purpose. And just Mm -hmm. because I haven't taken you through these things and you feel like you don't have a story, that is a lie because Mm -hmm. I'm using your life Mm -hmm. for something, no matter if you think that anybody can relate to it or not. Yeah. And well, that's really the beauty in all of it. Cause like I have been through some stuff yeah, and like some very rough patches that I didn't have like, well, I had God. I just was not acknowledging him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even like, though I have been through those things, I still have that moment of like, well, there's people who have been through worse. Yeah. I feel like everyone kind of has that. Like that is one of the main attacks that you will get as a Christian is just like, well, your story is not good enough because your story with Jesus is one of the most powerful things you will ever yeah, have. For sure. So if if the devil can convince you otherwise, he's going to. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. and that's like one of the biggest ways that I want to be able to encourage people is truly your mess has a message. Your mm-hmm. brokenness can be used as a blessing. Your testing, the testing of your faith is your testimony, the way that the Lord has worked in your life. And that like, that's what your testimony is, is a testament to the way that the Lord has worked in your life. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what you've been through, where you've been, who you are, your testimony isn't about you, it's about the Lord Mm -hmm. and how he's remained faithful in your life. Well, I mean, all of life is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around, but like, as soon as you start to get it, a lot of things click. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's definitely something I still struggle with that I'm, you know, but it's a work in progress. We can relate in that way. As for Er McClellan, um, he is a very vibrant storyteller. (laughs) He's very enthusiastic. (laughs) He's such a fun guy to listen to. I love 
listening to him talk because he just gets so excited and it's infectious oh yeah and it's like it's he's just all energy like it is just it's there it's there and he's bouncing around stage and he's interacting like he's very much how you and i are when we get excited yeah (laughs) so it's it's relatable um but he told i don't know if i have the right passage of the bible for that anyway he told a story about you know god saying perhaps yeah. to people and i really needed to hear that one i'm not even going to try to retell the story the way he did because i'm not yeah. going to be able to do it yeah um but i am such a like half of my prayers will be give me a sign yep show me that i'm going in the right direction yeah. like let me know that this is true da, da, da. like i can go on for days and days and days about god i just like i need you to tell me that it's sure but then I wouldn't need God. Yeah, like, if exactly. I knew what was going to happen and I knew how sure it was, then I wouldn't have to be faithful yep. to that. So, like, him coming out and just being like, get okay with perhaps. Like, be okay with God telling you, well, let's let's see Yep. when he tells you to do something. Um, yeah, so it was just good. the passage was actually 1 Samuel 14, <laughs> 1 yeah, 14, 1 through 14. And so essentially what it was talking about was Jonathan and his armor bearer. And they were in a field, and what they were looking at was the Philistines, I, I believe it was the Philistines, were on the other side of this hill. And so essentially what, what Jonathan was saying was to his armor bearer, he was saying, hey, let's go climb this hill. And if we call out to the Philistines and... Or if they see us and they call out to us and they say, hey, come to this other side, then that's how we will know that the Lord has given them into our hands. And if Mm -hmm. they don't say that, then we know that we're not meant to go, Mm -hmm. Um, is kind of the gist of what that story was, which was crazy because the the end product of that was, was him, was Earl saying, Lord, do all you have in mind. I'm all in. God, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, no, I have like pages and pages of notes from the whole conference, but I think most of the notes I have for him are in all caps. Yeah. Because that's just like the energy I was getting. I also have a note that kind of pertains to the you want to outgrow your testimony. I have a note that says you cannot graduate God's grace. Oh, yeah. So, you know, kind of along those same lines, it's like you're not going to grow out of this and you know, you don't get to just be done with it. Like, there's not going to be a point that we reach that, like, we're good and done with God. So that, like, I don't, it's not that I needed that reminder. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, but it's just interesting to see how it comes up so many times. Because, like, these speakers don't tell each other what they're going to be speaking about. And that was something that I found really interesting that Louis Giglio, who we'll talk about later, said is that all of the people that are coming to speak they're mm-hmm. just speaking what the Lord has put on their heart. They don't tell the other speakers what they're going to be speaking on and make it coincide. Was that Louis or Sadie? It was one of them. Somebody said that they don't talk about... Because I know Sadie did, but maybe it Sadie was definitely, Sadie definitely said something about it. I like first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> we know none of these people. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so in, in that first Samuel passage, the armor bearer says, Do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I'm with you, heart and soul. And so what Earl was saying was that's how our response should be to God is mm-hmm. go ahead, Lord. I'm do all that you have in mind. I'm with you heart and soul. No matter where you take me, do what you have in mind. 
I'm at your mercy. Mm -hmm. I'm with you heart and soul. And one of the points that I have is all I have is peace to take another step. He's given you peace. He's given you mentors and he's given you his word. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that when I was writing those things down that came to my mind was a psalm and I don't remember the exact reference, but thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And I remember a couple months ago, <laughs> you, I and I, yeah, you and I were yep. talking about how we both just kind of felt like we didn't know what way to go. We didn't mm-hmm. know where the Lord was leading us. And you said to me, you said, well, Summer, you're trying to run a mile with a lamp. I don't think I said that to you like that. What I had been talking about the night before we went to Brahms, mandatory Brahms trip, you know how it is. Um, (laughs) We were at Brahms and I had been saying that I just felt like the lights were off. Yeah. And you sent me that verse. And I was like, honestly, I think you turn the lights off on purpose because if I get a little bit of light and I'm supposed to take a step, I'm going to run a mile. Yeah. Or at least try. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't make sense. But I guess it pertained to both of us. Yeah. Well, and and that's what was crazy about it was essentially kind of what you were saying in that which spoke volumes to me and I've kept that with me is stop trying to run a mile when you're only supposed to take a step Mm -hmm. sometimes the Lord isn't looking for you to take all that he's given you and say okay I'm gonna go really really far with that sometimes he's just wanting you to take the next step and Mm -hmm. so I remember when I was first or not first thinking but kind of wrestling with whether to start the podcast or not was me trying to think of years down the road where it might end up when in reality all I had to do was take the next step which was to start Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's one thing that I struggle with a lot is just trying to go a mile when I'm only supposed to take a step and it's crazy to think about but it just it hits well and like it it's like it is really hard to try and stay in that like moment in that mindset of like first things first because like did you ever hear that quote when you were younger like how do you eat an elephant Mm -hmm. one bite at a time yeah like but we look at these things that we want to do with our life and we look at them as a whole Mm -hmm. and instead of just being like oh well well god's calling me to be obedient and take a step in this direction we're like whoa you want me to do this? Well, no, God just wants you to take a step. Yeah, take the next step. <laughs> like, and it's almost never going to be like big and crazy in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I mean, God works yeah. in mysterious ways. And one of the things too that kind of goes along with that, Earl was saying, if your heart isn't ready for perhaps, mm-hmm. then you could be missing out on what the Lord has for you. And so yep. if you're not, if you're not, if you're looking at the mile and saying, oh my goodness, I have to run a mile you could be missing out on the next step that the Lord has for you. And so Mm -hmm. in all the time that I was wrestling with, oh my goodness, like, does anybody even want to listen to what I have to say? Should I even start a podcast? What I should have been focusing on is, okay, the Lord is calling me to something. Mm -hmm. I need to walk in that. And the Lord's not going to take me a lot deeper. He's not going to just throw me into the deep end, Mm -hmm. which he could, and he might, and he will. Yeah. But getting there starts with taking a step in obedience and dependence upon him. And one thing that that I've heard, I think it's Jonathan Pecluda that says this, if dependence is the goal, weakness is the advantage. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing, 
like as a new Christian is like, I never had that idea that, oh, I'm saved now, everything's going to be perfect. But like in my head, if it was from God, it was like this pretty perfect thing or like, you know, it would look a certain way if it was from God. And that was like a big misconception I had. Um, So one of the things that uh, Earl McClellan said was like, you're going to get dirty Mm -hmm. because this side of heaven is not a pretty place. And I was like, or maybe he's whatever happened he said it i thought it something happened yeah. he prompted it though that was like a good thing for me to just be like mm-hmm. the first step like you're gonna screw up and we talk about this with the podcast like our first one isn't gonna be perfect or the second one is still gonna be messy or the audio is gonna be wrong or someday we're gonna record one and we're just gonna completely forget to turn the mic on or something yeah like it's not going to be pretty and that's probably like that's a very clean example yeah <laughs> but just taking a step and not expecting it to look good right off the bat because that's not how it works yeah and so essentially like you're not you're not always going to be totally sure Mm -hmm. what the next step is yeah just go where jesus goes so we brought up the mile and i just barely read this bullet i really should have like fully read through my notes before we came into this but i didn't so that maybe a little choppy but i have written you'll never know the result of a race when you take the first step oh which i think he did like directly yeah. say um but no just i think it's so funny we're talking about um, walking a mile months ago yeah and now we're talking about like this quote-unquote race of life and how you know yeah you one step at a time like that's all you can do mm-hmm. yet yeah. we try to do so much more and yeah. it's like no we cannot live in the next minute when we're in this minute right now yep one of my last little points that I want to touch on was was just this that I wrote down I said Jesus if you're calling me to die I want to die with that same dirt under my nails so do all you have in mind I'm with you on heart and soul Mm -hmm. like Jesus died an ugly death and if Mm -hmm. I'm to say that I'm a Christian I have to be willing to get dirty Mm -hmm. like you were saying like my life is not going to be pretty it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be all that I want it to be but if I'm living my life completely for Christ, then it was all that it was meant to be. Yeah. Well, and that's that'll be so fulfilling mm-hmm. that you probably won't even care that it's not perfect anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I'm going to look back and I'm say, that was perfect. Exactly. Because that was the Lord's plan. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful thing. It is. All right. Well, I think we're going to end this episode here. We're only about halfway through with the conference. I'm so excited to hear about David Platt. I mean, we're only three speakers in and we've already Mm -hmm. talked for an hour. So I'm really excited for, Mm -hmm. you know, tune into the next episode because we've got a lot more reflection of of passion and we're super excited to share it. And it all ties together. Are you you about to click? Yeah. (laughs)